0: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. <sighs> and fourth ah, meal? You want a fourth no, meal? No, 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 no. You're
1: trying to be good? No fourth meal. How about a delicious mass appeal coffee with oat milk?
0: Ew. Oh, listen. I don't understand that at all. <sighs> no, that sounds like you sound like a distinguished a distinguished gentleman with like a like a nice smoking jacket in your study or library. And have a nice, delicious gourmet coffee. I feel like a up listener is like in a Dunkin' Donuts. Let me get an egg and cheese and a
1: coffee. Now,
0: I, I do want to take a
1: moment before we talk all about the legacy of Jay-Z and all the things we've learned. I'd like to say two things. Number one, am I the only one who's sick of Jay-Z? Number two, Syph, <laughs> you know what we need to do? What's that? Have a party. Yes. What do you think about this? Okay. Hear me out. Okay, okay go ahead. Picture it. Yeah. November 27th. Okay. It's a Wednesday. It's the day before oh, Thanksgiving. Biggest party night of the year. Or as you call Thanksgiving,
0: Indian Slaughter Day.
1: That's right. Not exactly a celebratory term, but yes, I appreciate the political implications of that. Yeah. The biggest, my favorite party night of the year. The okay. The night
0: before Thanksgiving. We give out blankets with smallpox.
1: No, 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 no. Again, okay, I, I, again, I appreciate where you're going because that is a tragedy that's very real. It needs to be talked about in this country. Okay, not that. Sorry. I'm with you on it. But yeah. no, for the theme of the party, I say we go to a venue. Yeah. For example, Bowery Ballroom in Manhattan. Okay. Holds about 500 people. Okay. All right. We get a set of Techniques 1200 turntables. I like where you're going. A DJ mixer. Right. A Serato system. Uh-huh. Perhaps vinyl if you felt like bringing some. We call our friend, the original Carhartt girl, Laura Styles. I love where this is going. We get the mic in her hands. Right. We invite all of the Juanep people. I'm talking about Billy June, uh-huh. DJ
0: Juanito, Dominican Drew. And march the crowd for hundreds of miles, call it the- The Trail of Tears? Yeah, the Trail of Tears. No, no. What we do you want to do? Have a party.
1: Okay. I'm talking about playing classic hip hop, Juanep style hip hop, native tongues, raucous, Hiro, NWA, Mob D, MOP, Nas. Yes. I love this. Royce to 5'9, Schoolboy Q,
0: Woo. Kendrick, Common, Big Daddy Kane, Rakim? Rakim. What are you talking about playing? No, Kim. Like, playing Big Pun Records? Big Pun, The Beat Nuts. What about Big L? Big Can L. Big L Yo, How on?
1: about some random. A uh, SWV featuring Wu-Tang. Oh. And we play only music like that all night long. Aaron the-
0: Hall with Redman? Yes, Curiosity. Ah, oh, I love this. Horace Brown and Jay-Z. I That's- love this idea. How do we do this? Mary we- J. Blasher, Smith & Wesson? Yes, yes, yes. What? We-
1: we're we doing it. It's the night before Thanksgiving, okay. Bowery Ballroom, okay? Go to me and Sife's Instagram, Rosenberg Radio, or at Sounds. Buy tickets cheap tickets like 20 bucks please 20 bucks come out we'll have uh lots of friends and family yeah. everyone who worked on the one Ep show we'll up a little party a celebration because also it will also mark the end of this season of one Ep. i love
0: this idea well good because I already booked good it. music so
1: i booked it already and I oh, i'm i
0: booked already oh where are you booked i'm in tallahassee <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding well, i'll be there
1: don't worry I'm, I'm actually having dj enough replace you anyway so <laughs> Hey, I'm Peter Rosenberg, and I am Cipher Sounds, and this is Juan. What a journey this has been, man! Uh, I know. Started out as a hip hop podcast, right? But then by the end, what it was was more of like two guys, yeah. a Puerto Rican and a Jew,
0: talking about hip hop
1: through an audio form.
0: No, that's <laughs> that's a that's a podcast.
1: So, Cipher, we've talked about a lot of different things related so many to Jay Z. We focused really on music, his making music, the, the raps, the beats, all those things.
0: That's all I care about. I know. It's really
1: the main thing we care about. And we talked about where he's from, the Marcy Projects in Bed-Stuy, and where he is now, and how oh. incredibly beyond impressive his run has been. But as we try to figure out whether or not he's the greatest, which we'll dive into next week for our final episode of the season, we need to consider everything he's done outside
0: of music. I don't agree. Okay, so you I don't want to skip agree. The episode, no, 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 no. Let's do the episode. Let's do the episode. But when we come down to the facts of hip hop, what does it matter that you own clothing lines or that you did a deal with the NFL or you have all these different businesses? Uh, is it are you the greatest rapper? Can you rap? Does that money help you be a better rapper?
1: Well, that that you know, it's an interesting point. I think it's fair. You know, there's there's Jay-Z the rapper. And then there's Jay-Z the everything. And and next week when we get into the question about whether or not he's the GOAT, I think part of that I think part of everything he's done outside is inherently factored in. I want right? to
0: know. I want to let me show me. Show me
1: how. So like Show get, your work. Okay, I will with a pencil and I will <laughs> cuz you're the kind of teacher who if you just give an answer it's not enough. You want to see the X's. I want to
0: see why why that is a factor.
1: And I understand. I think that's totally reasonable. Um because if you compare him apples to apples with other artists, I can tell you other artists who have better bodies of work percentage-wise. But that's not enough. That's not enough to tell the whole picture, in my opinion. You know, I, I know I might be able to tell you more Raekwon or Ghostface songs I like than Jay Z. It's possible. Right. I'm not saying it's true, but it's possible. I have like three Ghostface albums that I think are nearly perfect. So, or and Mob Deep, I have Mob like, I have Prodigy solo album. Um, hell on Earth, the infamous, I think, are all breathtaking bodies of work. Yeah, right. But I, but I'm not ever putting them in the conversation as being greater than Jay Z. Why is that? I think it's because we do consider everything else. I think the whole package is inherently part of it. Uh-huh. That's what makes him the goat. That's what makes him hip hop's greatest export. Not just the music, all
0: of it. So you're saying all these other factors add to the the the, the legacy of the guy. The legend of Jay-Z. Okay, and by the way... Does it make him a better rapper? No, but... No, but maybe it does. Maybe the awareness... Maybe... ah, It's rough. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a science guy. No. Nor do I think there's anything to do with science, but keep going. Maybe the more, maybe it's it's a numbers game. The more people that listen create more movement in the zeitgeist is why we think he's the greatest, or is he really the greatest, or is it all an illusion?
1: Everything you just said was actually really profound and made sense, but just so you know, numbers stuff would be, I'm not a math guy. No, 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 no. If you were adding like- I'm not a numbers guy. Right, but you said I'm not a science guy. I'm not a science guy (laughs) either. So actually, this didn't come out of nowhere. You know, Hove the businessman, from the beginning of his career, when he didn't get a record deal and he had to start Rockefeller and become an entrepreneur on his own, he's been talking about this. Here's Jay-Z explaining the lyrics to his song, Only a Customer, from The Streets Is Watching soundtrack. And he gives you an idea of where his head was even back then. Did you picture it this far? Like, honestly,
0: going this far. Well, you listen to it, somehow I felt it. You know, uh you, uh, you know, while you read the source, I read the Rob report, and I, it's the Fortune five, top five in the Forbes. You'll see mm-hmm. as you thumb through the source, Forbes. I read the Rob report. It was like this whole thing about uh manifesting all these things. So yeah.
1: So Sif, we know that Jay Z's made a lot of money from hip hop, uh-huh. but name real quick some of the other businesses you know he's involved in.
0: Uh, well, there was Rock Aware. You, how much rockwear gear you have? You I didn't was, have that much. No? I had a a dope, um, like a satin baseball-type jacket. I I, what I do you I, call those? Yeah, I think I... By it the way... too big, though. If you're
1: ever wondering about Syphus Sounds and, like, wearing old hip-hop clothing, yeah. if you do a Google image search of Syphus, you will likely find him looking like a 2005... <laughs> hip-hop lunatic in big gigantic colorful jackets with matching day. Yankees hats to
0: every all different thing. kind I had every Yankee hat Yo. every color name a Yankee huh name a Yankee uh Derek um Derek Rodriguez <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so Rockaway yes and by the way I had one I had at least I know I had one full outfit I had the the sweat the a green and white Top and pants, like a velour. No, no sweatsuit. Oh, sweatsuit, sweatsuit. Okay. It was actually a nice. It was actually a nice, pretty thick, warm, and and it wasn't uber
0: expensive. Rockwear. No, it was a good. It was a good hip hop clothing.
2: Now, line. Here's, a,
1: here's an important question, though. While we're here and we're talking about it, how popular was it? Like, let's really talk about what Rockwear was. Like, we kind of make fun of all those brands now. Yeah. Was there a time when it was like taken seriously and like people wore it out? And you're like, oh, damn, that's some fresh Rockwear shit.
0: Um. It's funny, with Rock Aware, I never, and this is this is just me, this is just my experience in New York City at the time, I never saw it being that big. I don't know how well it did around the country. I'm assuming it did well, because when you hear certain rhymes, Jay-Z says, you know, getting $80 million for a clothing line, way more than you could get for selling however many albums, you know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't see it that much. I know Sean John... I saw everywhere. But it's funny. I think I liked...
1: I feel like I liked Rockwear
0: more. I think I didn't like the fact that it had rock in it. That's what threw me off. I wish it was called something else. Why, though? It, was, it felt like I was wearing merch as opposed to wearing apparel.
1: Do you understand the difference? Yes, because Rockwear if, is so close to Rockefeller.
0: Yeah, it was too close. Where Sean John was like, you didn't even know... That was Puffy's name, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I hear uh, what you're saying. And I used to wear a lot of Mecca, a lot of Aniche. Of course you did. You a, wore lot a lot of, of uh, academics. LRG LRG. I wore a lot of LRG. I'm yeah, Rockerwear felt like I was jocking Jay Z too much. But you were not. You but you didn't want to admit it. You knew him too well. I'd rather wear a Jay Z shirt than a Rockaware shirt. You know what I mean? I hear you. I'd yeah. rather wear the hip hop like. I will wear an artist T-shirt rather than just your clothing line. That do you really okay, where care does it, about it? Where,
1: where does it rank among rapper clothing lines, quality-wise? No, just popularity. It was bigger than Wu of course. It was not, so you, maybe Wu
0: is definitely merch. Wu Wear felt like merch.
1: Yeah, concert merch. Um, it was not quite Sean John. You're
0: saying or same around the same level? Maybe I think Sean and John was a little more popular. But also, Sean John, you know what? Sean John catered to big sizes. So, all the security guards used to wear Sean John, all the bouncers in front of nightclubs. I always fashion my style.
1: I'm like, what are the bouncers wearing? <laughs> and then I go to Big and Tall and I'm like, I want that one. Wait, what if the you triple needed
0: triple X Sean John zip up? What if, if you needed a purple linen outfit? for like some kind of...
1: Or if you have an all-white party you're going to this weekend, you gotta get the Sean John. I love that you said all the security guards wore it.
0: <laughs> either Sean John or FUBU. Those are the ones that catered to the...
1: But either way, no matter how you cut it, Rockwear did pretty well. I uh, did very well. Um, it was a pretty big win. Very well. All right, what else? What else do you... When you think of his brands, what else do you go to? There's the label that he owned, of course. There's the clothing line that came with
0: that. It was There's liquor. He had a... Uh, a champagne company. Well, the first one was Armadale. Yep. That was that was still Rockefeller. So that was like, I felt that was more, I feel like I think of Dame Dash more. But it was both of them, right? I'm assuming. None of this, we can't, I don't, we, can't have, we don't have
1: research on any of this fact checking. Well, we know that he has a joint venture with Bacardi for Doucet. That's a fact.
0: Yeah, that's later on, because Ace of Spades uh, later, too. Later. We know, yeah, Ace of Spades deal too. Ace of Spades. That was literally like, Crystal is shitting on us like Crystal doesn't want us buying their their product so we're gonna I'm go. gonna make a better one and guess what Ace of Spades became like a real thing like oh your 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 bottle is see through where we can see the gold champagne inside no 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 gold bottle
1: with like a big fancy case like it's so Ace of Spades is so over the top you know remember when that dude came up and gave us a bottle of Ace of Spades no or maybe you weren't with me I was doing an appearance once at a cell phone store and a guy just came up to me and was like, yo, man, here's my CD. and Here's a bottle of Ace. I was like, wow, this is, feels like Paola." first of all. Don't worry, I never played the music. Did take the bottle of Ace of
0: Spades, though. Uh-huh. Drank it? I don't know if I ever drank it or just ended up giving it to someone else. I have a bottle of Ace of Spades and Doucet above my refrigerator. like and just in the cabin. there? Yeah, it's just sitting there. Would you ever serve it for some reason? I, does that stuff go bad? I don't know how liquor works. So I, I mean, I serve that Glenn all the time. Woo-yay. That's what I really serve. That's in the freezer, cold. And if someone wants that 14-year-old? Yeah, that's what I, well. Boom, pip. I serve pip. that at the parties. Ooh, the
1: Glenn Livet. Anyways, um, title. is how, how successful is title? I don't know. They're not going to tell us the numbers. But I'm sure it's great. He supposedly made like $100 million from it. Great! It's done well for him, and it has subscribers now. It's the it's the only place you can get Jay Z's whole catalog streaming. Yeah. So frustrating what you can get on Spotify. It's like random features and.
0: It's hard to. Uh, I mean, is it all right? Why you could get both. People think you can only get one. People you know what I'm saying? It's expensive. Yeah, I know. And he got remember, remember. Oh, you remember? You know, what's interesting.
1: Remember how big a deal the original announcement was, though. Yeah when he got all those artists to show yeah.
0: up people hated that announcement
1: he got wasn't it wasn't like
0: rihanna nikki nikki madonna j cole madonna right who's the guy with the head the, the mouse head guy mickey mouse no chucky cheese Chuck no. E- no when chucky e. cheese was in a, a band dj dead mouse. dead mouse dead mouse
1: yeah yeah not wait, you weren't referring to chucky e. cheese's no, chucky e. cheese is not own
0: Chuck E. cheese is on title he doesn't own Tidal. but for the record he did have a band when he you go to E. cheese yeah. they
1: play all right but not that mouse um who else showed up at that thing daft punk alicia keys yeah alicia keys read the
0: plot the proclamation i believe yeah um it was good i was there it was fun you were there i got free headphones sennheiser's that's pretty nice did you do you talk to everyone did you see rihanna no, you know what? I went there to see everybody, but they kind of were like in another section. Where were you? I mean, just like in the general population. Oh, that's pathetic. Yeah. Were you embarrassed?
1: Uh, it was nice. Okay. If you want to be gen pop, I'd rather be dead.
0: I mean, I don't know. Title, uh, I love it. It seems to have has done well for him. Maybe it's not the same as the other streaming services where you can get our podcast, like Spotify and apple music or whatever it is pandora but uh it still seems to be
1: good well for a while it kept it people kept saying it was going out of business and it was in trouble and it was the end and now here we are several years later and it's still going yeah and they actually keep adding stuff um they claim to offer more than 60 million tracks and two hundred forty thousand music videos they have two levels of service um title premium, mm-hmm. and then title hi-fi. Yeah. Um, do you remember there was also controversy around supposedly Beyonce and Kanye's numbers had been manipulated? Yeah, I've always heard. I don't listen to any of that stuff. I'm just I'm just trying to tell the full story, okay?
0: It's one of the things that's said. Um, Wasn't there a Jay-Z truck or a car? Wasn't there like a, was it GMC? Hmm. Hmm. Remember it was like Jay-Z blue the color of it was jay-z blue or something like that there was a geez. he had a um he had a was it a rolls royce no no i feel like it was gmc for some reason jay-z a car came out and it was called jay-z blue the color of it hmm i think you may have made that up yeah a, a, a gm a gm Con Ucon- xl denali jay-z blue that's, he
1: had a color? 2007. Yeah. There was a Jay-Z edition.
0: And you could have one too at the time for just $40,000. I told you. You don't believe me. That was the early days of him starting to get into that whole corporate world. There was some other stuff too. Because he, he was buying up other clothing lines too. He partnered with the company that he partnered with, Rockaware. I want to... I want to say it was maybe called It.
1: You mean when they and they started buying up other brands? Other
0: brands. I remember he bought um, Billionaire Boys Club. Yes. He also bought this jeans line that I used to love called Artful Dodger. Yep, I remember, remember that. that? Yeah, I used to love Artful Dodger. I remember. Uh there was another
1: thing he had. I wonder if I looked back at your. Artful Dodger jeans, if we'd like them, you think they were shit, miss. That,
0: I just saw them, actually. I was in my basement yesterday. They're, you got in your basement. You yeah, found the key? I got a locksmith. All right, good. They are fire. They're just way too baggy. Yeah, that'll do it. They're way too baggy. All my PRPSs are down there. Mm. How are those? Baggy? <sighs> like, I look like I was going to an Eminem rave party. An Eminem <laughs> rave party? You remember when they used to wear those wide Oh, pants? my
1: gosh. The, the late 90s in New York when people were- Wearing their triple five sole beanie and their jeans that were forty inches wide I know. each pant whoa, leg, whoa, whoa, we it. yeah, that was so nuts. But the jeans are so fire. Not the ones that were not the ones that were forty inches wide at the bottom. <sighs> Those always looked nuts, even at the time. You know what I'm talking about? Scrambling days. The raver kit. The scrambling days.
0: Yeah, the raver ones were extra bad. The That's raver not, ones not were that.
1: absolutely insane. Um, he also had. Remember, let's not forget. Also, in 2003, he had a Reebok deal. Oh my God. S. Carter's. Yeah.
0: He sold sneakers. He had the commercial. Him and 50 had a commercial together. That's right. And his sneakers look like the old classic Gucci's. Yeah, I had a pair of those too, by the way. I state that back. I had a pair of S-Dots as well. And S-Dot Carter sneaker release is what created the, there was a, a Jay-Z mixtape, mm-hmm. the S-Dot Carter Freestyles, mm-hmm. which is like, from what I remember, full of subliminals. Oh, really? Talking yeah. trash at the time.
1: Full of them. And by the way, when we were naming all the different hip hop clothing brands, we forgot about G Unit. We did forget about G Unit footwear, G Unit apparel.
0: I never had, I would never wore G Unit. I never wanted to wear like a tank top, fake bulletproof vest. He had 4040 Club. Oh, I, yo, I totally forgot about 4040, the 4040 Club. And
1: many of them. There was Not a, many, there was a couple. There was a bunch. At one point, there was a bunch. You think so? I'll go as far as a bunch. No. There was, there was New York, Manhattan, there's Atlantic
0: City, Atlantic City, there's the one in the Barclays. Was there an airport one or I made that up? I think there was supposed to be. I don't know if it ever happened. What about Vegas? No? Not that I know of. I could be wrong. And which ones are left now? Is AC still there? No, it got, uh, it got um ruined in uh, Sandy, Hurricane oh, Sandy. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Let's see how many locations there are. I, By the way, I like 4040. You
0: like 4040? I did. I worked there for a long time. What do you mean you worked at? You were a waiter? No, the, uh, when I was at AR for Rock La Familia, okay. OG Juan didn't really like being at Def Jam, so we used to just work out of 4040. Here's the word The the, the New York one opened in 2003, followed
1: by AC in 05, Vegas in 07, Barclays Center in 2012. I don't remember Vegas. And the Atlanta Airport in 2014. AC and Vegas have closed. Atlanta airports popping. Yo, if you're at the airport in Atlanta, though, that's actually when you think about it, though, isn't that a great decision? Like, think about Atlanta. It's the biggest black city in the country. Like culture, what does that matter? Well, because culturally, it's the most. I wouldn't you say it's the most important black city culturally in the country. Okay. So the amount of people that are coming in and out, and the amount of um hip-hop business entertainment
0: that's coming think, in and out of Atlanta. You think the culture, the culturally relevant black people in Atlanta hang out at the airport?
1: No, but they come to the airport <laughs> when they come to town and leave. I'm not saying like, yo, you know what I love? 4040. I love it so much. Let's just go to the airport and have a meal. Yeah,
0: But we, but we need to get a boarding pass. <laughs>
1: What else are we forgetting though? 44, do say 4040 title Rockaway. Any other ones, guys? Deal with Reebok. How about this? They say he has
0: 70 million dollars in his art collection. Now that's now that's interesting because I started appreciating art when I used to hear him and Swiss Beats talk about art. They, That's what, they well and Swizz put every Swizz got hove up on his art game, right? You think so? I don't
1: know. I no. Would, I would imagine Swizz is a factor in it. Because no. he's very he takes it super. He's super. loud
0: about it, but I'm sure I'm sure once you hit a certain level of money, somebody comes in and has a conversation with you. Who is that person? Who knows? Okay, here's a, here's a question.
1: Is Jay-Z so big and influential that he is a huge reason why Basquiat is as culturally important as he is?
0: I would say yes. I would say in the hip hop world, I would say most hip hop people found out about Boscat through Jay Z. Um, Now,
1: we would be remiss when we talk about all these huge successful ventures, we have to talk about Barclays Center. Mm -hmm. So he had
0: uh, before the Barclays Center, the Nets. So it was Nets first. He owned remember he bought he bought the New Jersey Nets a piece of them. A piece, of, a small piece, but everybody—you know how everybody used to always criticize him. Oh, it's like five percent. Yeah, you own zero percent of anything. <laughs> and and why you know, are you criticizing this man? And do you know
1: how much basketball teams cost? Oh, probably a lot. The Nets now—they were just sold again. The Nets are worth several billion dollars. Really, a few billion dollars.
0: Right. Even the number two team in New York. Is still in New York and is going to be worth a lot of money. You know,
1: the Jacksonville Jaguars are worth like three or four billion dollars. It's teams have gotten crazy, but so he bought a piece of the Nets. He bought a piece of the Nets
0: and then, but wasn't it the same deal as the Barclays Center? No, I don't think so. Two separate deals. Yeah, I think in his mind he knew what he was doing. Going to move them. I don't think it was the same deal. But then, of course, he had to get out of
1: any of that ownership. Because he started the sports management, sports, you, sports
0: agency. If you, yeah, if you're apparently, I don't know anything about this, but if you're an agent, a sports agent or manager, you can't own. Yeah, that would be so a so conflict of go. interest.
1: Right to own a team and a sports agency, but not the venue, the Barclays. No, but he's out on the Barclays Center too. He is. He's out on all of it. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? I think because of that. So according, in 2013, Jay-Z is set to earn more than $1.5 million by selling his stakes in the Brooklyn Nets and the Barclays Center. Oh. He owns about one-fifth of one. Per, oh, wow, he really did own shit. <laughs> he owned one-fifth of one percent of the Barclays Center. So they did it really just to have the relationship with him, it sounds like. Because then he got paid to, to perform at the Barclays Center. So Jay... Owned stakes in the Brooklyn Nets and the Barclays Center uh-huh. about one fifth of one percent. Now to your point, one fifth of one percent. Yes, so to your, so that really is not that's that kind of low. <laughs> However, remember when he opened the Barclays Center, he did what thirteen shows. Uh, I don't remember, but we were there for some of them. And so he made a lot of money at the Barclays Center. I think besides the small percentage he had. But then when Rock Nation opened up Rock Nation Sports and they became a sports agency, he could no longer have a stake in a team and be an agent because oh. that would be a conflict of interest. That sucks. But yeah, once he, once Rock Nation Sports opens, then they're an agency with legitimate athletes by the way. Uh. Uh-huh. A, a lot of NFL athletes, NBA athletes, yeah. baseball players, baseball, I'm sure. I remember Robinson Cano and Right. You know him. Yeah, he went to the West Coast. He went to Seattle. Now he's back on the Mets. He was a Yankee. Oh, is he back in New York? There you go. Yeah, you want to holler at him?
0: I did not know that. No. Yeah, you should reach out. Um, Oh, that's dope. He's back in New York. Our boy Victor Cruz. Yep. Of course. Uh, The day I signed to Rock Nation, I was with Des Bryant. I took a picture with him. Didn't know who he was. Well, what happened on the day you signed to Rock
1: Nation? life? take us through it. What's it like when you go to Rock Nation? For me? Yeah, sure. Or how it is usually?
0: I would like both. For, usually, okay. it's a big celebration, maybe a party. There's definitely cake, candles. Sometimes a handing of a chain, like a a, a, a chaining, if you will. I a chain around your neck. No, 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 no,
1: no. It should not be called a chaining. That's sure.
0: that. But sounds... sometimes, if it's done right, it's a Rockaware chain. Well, and you're like, no, oh, rockefeller shit. Sorry, Rockefeller. It's a Rockefeller chain, and you're like, oh, I'm in. You know now in your case my case was um i was in og Juan's office okay des bryant was there okay no idea who he was football player yeah and uh we took a picture okay by and the Rockefellers by the rock nation sign who was in the picture just me and him you and des bryant yeah well what does
1: that have to do with you signing to rock nation though he's not your boss he's not uh-huh. the boss there well i'm the boss well where's
0: jay-z he didn't want to he didn't want to um
1: he didn't sign want to sign take you a picture. To Rock Nation?
0: I noticed a lot of people who sign lately, they always get a picture with Jay Z. Right. Yeah, I didn't get that. Okay. I didn't get Does that. Does he even know that you're signed there? Yes. You're sure? Positive. Okay. But you
1: didn't see him the day of your signing? He wasn't
0: there. He wasn't in town.
1: Okay. Was there a piece of cake?
0: Well, there was like. Was, it was there like some left, leftover pizza in the in the snack room? Was was there was there leftover cake from someone else's side in that they could give you? Not there was no, no. like here
1: you go. This was a little Uzi Verts cake.
0: I mean, like <laughs> yeah. there was nothing. No, no, it was it wasn't a big it wasn't a big deal at the time. It wasn't a big. You, deal. What about the chain? I didn't get a chain. No, I didn't get a Rockefeller. I think Camillo like, has a chain. Yeah, he probably does. <laughs>
1: Um, now we have to. We'd be remiss if we didn't, of course, talk about this NFL deal because okay. I'm not. I don't know. Well, hold on. Don't be a pessimist. Yeah, I want to do it. The reason I have to bring it up is is because when this podcast launched, we had planned this podcast release for months, and we're a few weeks from it starting. We'd already been recording, I believe. Uh, we'd recorded some, and then the Jay Z NFL deal gets announced. And for maybe, I feel like it was the most negative public reaction Jay's ever
0: received for anything Um, in his entire career. I feel like there was one other big one back in the day. I forget what it was. Was it like property in Brooklyn? It was probably like gentrification stuff around Barclays. He was getting bad press for that. And he had this press conference with... Roger
1: Goodell, mm-hmm. the commissioner of the NFL, who's not a beloved character for a variety of reasons. Uh-huh. And the only thing I'll the say... The NFL's in New York, right? That's correct. Okay. I believe that there's a lot of different ways to look at the Jay-Z NFL situation. And mm-hmm. as you and I have said, our personal take based on Jay-Z's history is that this is a guy who sort of deserves the benefit of the doubt to see what he's capable of doing with this as time goes on. Jay-Z. Yes.
0: I agree. However,
1: I'll mm-hmm. say the flip side to that though. I thought the press conference was a really weird decision mm-hmm. that optically went wrong. No matter how you look at it. Okay. It the the press conference part of them buddying up together. Right. I know why the
0: NFL wanted that. I don't think in the end it benefited Jay. So it seems like Jay is not great at press conferences. The title one, the NFL one. They've both gone horribly wrong. wrong. What was the negative around the title one? Oh, everyone hated it. I don't know why. I didn't mind it. They just thought it was over the top? Yeah, it was like, why are you parading all these artists in front of us? Also, I will say this. I heard a lot of young people, those millennial types, saying, why would we pay for music? That was one of the things too, I remember. Oh, and it was another
1: situation. I know why also. It was Jay basically authoritatively taking a stake in other artists' music.
0: And also He sang- was becoming
1: almost a profiteer of other artists catalog while saying this is the platform where the artists will make the most money exactly it was saying screw spotify screw all the other options yeah this is the one to go to right because it benefits artists most and also you can't get my and music all anywhere part else
0: owners but everyone was like nah you're the owner right so nfl so the nfl situation is no one exactly understands what
1: the partnership means nor nor should you It's their business. But then, but why then do a big public announcement? Right. If it's going to be unclear. And then also they opened the room to questions. Now it was sort of like, uh, they invited who they wanted to invite. Right. Right. So that was safe. They had their people, I'm assuming. But someone still asked about Kaepernick and his answer to that. Was one that appeared to be, and I do not believe this is how Jay-Z feels, but when you see the clip,
0: I said, think that's a bigger problem. It's probably a small clip of a way longer conversation. And and you can watch the whole thing. It is it exists out there, and
1: it's all a little bit iffy. But he says, someone asked about kneeling, and he said, I think we we've, we've moved I think we've moved past kneeling, and I think it's time to go into actionable items. By the way, I believe that to be a totally valid statement, but the term alone, I think we've moved past kneeling, makes people feel away. Yes, IFA sounds.
0: My hand is up. I see. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is there anything to the fact that I know Jay-Z personally and have, have dealt with him in these type of rooms and situations that I'm hearing something different than what most people are hearing?
1: Yes, I think that's reasonable. Okay. But I think it's, I, I have the same faith in him. But if you keep actually reading the quote, he then goes, No, I don't want people to stop protesting at all. Kneeling, I think we're stuck on it because it's a real thing. But kneeling is a form of protest. I support protest across the board. We need to bring light to the issue. Everyone knows what the issue is. We're done with that. We all know the issue now. Okay, next. What are we moving on to next? And I'm not minimizing that part of it because that has to happen. That's a necessary part of the process. But now that we all know what's going on, what are we going to do? How are we going to stop it? Because the kneeling was not about a job. It was about injustice. He really says it, honestly, to me, very clearly. I know what it is. But people don't trust it. They, they don't believe it. He's
0: saying it with that Brooklyn twang.
1: There's a snicker. There's a little bit of a – yeah, I mean, he, like, he even says, he goes, He goes. what was the kneelings about? Do you know what it was about? He even asks it sort of in a little bit of an obnoxious yeah. rhetorical way. Yeah. And so I think the combination of that rubbing people the wrong way mixed with the fact that he's yucking it up with this face of the NFL white man when everyone's thinking about the fact that Cap never got a job is very difficult for people to swallow, but I agree with his kneeling, actionable item
0: thing. I really do. This is my problem, though. The kneeling is not about Cap getting a job, right? Correct. It's about police br- brutality and the way the police handle all these different situations where people are getting killed by the police.
1: Yes, but then but then Cap could never get a job again, so everyone attached the kneeling to him not getting a job because he didn't That's get the, the job. That's the devil right there. Right.
0: That's... The game that I don't fuck with. They use things and they, 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 they blur out certain things they don't want you to see and push you in the direction of things they do want you to see. That's the bullshit. And as a result, it actually really ends up dividing
1: people. And it was really, it sucked, man. Like I saw people attacking Jay-Z who should not hate Jay Z. They were making him, it was, they were, they started making people choose Cap or Jay Z. That, if that's not the devil's work, I don't know what is. But people fell hook, line, and sinker. All kinds of people. People with voices. People Jay, on Twitter. Jay knew that was going to happen, right? I would just You would know better than me, but I would assume he did. And I would assume he's just like, let it be quiet. It'll quiet down. I'll do what I'm going to do, and then we'll move on. And we'll see what happens. Now, we had a couple of different uh, journalists who had different views on what the NFL deal meant to them and what Jay's intentions ultimately are. Here's Donnie Kwok, East Coast Bureau Chief for The Ringer.
2: The way this Jay-Z argument uh, is being framed on Twitter is essentially on one side, people that stand with Kaepernick Uh or kneel with Kaepernick, and then on the other side, Jay-Z. It has echoes to me or it reminded me a little bit of like the backpack commercial rap. argument from the 90s. Okay. Whereas, where, whereby all these people are kind of banding together with the woke, kind of socially conscious Yes. Eric Reid and Cap. And Jay-Z is is like just the singular cold-minded pursuit of money. Uh And so it's like the same kind of argument. Except now, just 20 years later. Yeah. But don't you think,
1: I think, I'm going to take it a step further and maybe I'm a fool. Jay-Z, I think, was aware of it in the 90s. And and spent time sitting on the middle. He sat on the fence. You know, Dead Presidents as a single is, he knows what he's doing. That's a rap-ass record with a hard-ass yeah. sample. Right. In My Lifetime, Volume 1, we can talk about the commercial records, and I have, but there's where I'm from. There's Streets is Watching. He's very aware of what he's doing there, too. And I think it's similar to this. Jay-Z has been at the forefront of dealing with the uh, social issues these days and really being... Um, uh, playing a key role behind the scenes for a lot of people and also out in front of it. I think he sees himself as able to do both. I think he's always seen himself as I do represent this real shit and I will also take it to a bigger place. Agreed. And I think he's doing that here too. He's like, I get it. Love what y'all are doing. Cap too, seems cool. I like what you're on. I'm also Jay-Z. I'm going to handle things how I handle things, and I'm going to move how I move. Hope you guys like it. If you don't, it's cool. I still respect what you did. I just think that's how he operates. I think he knows he's capable of things that maybe some people aren't.
2: I agree with that. I agree with that. Do you think, though, that – I mean, obviously, time will tell what – Happens with the NFL deal and and how they maneuver, but obviously there's been a lot of blowback on what's happened so far. Do you think it timing hasn't
1: been great for the podcast? Keep going.
2: Do you think it will affect how people, younger people, millennials, people that are socially conscious or or agree with Kaepernick? It will affect how they appreciate Jay Z's music or legacy, even. Well,
1: I'll tell you when we check the downloads for one Epstein. <laughs> um, I, I uh, think in I think in the immediate it could. I do. I know it sounds crazy. I do think over the next couple of years, I do. And then I think in the long term. Yeah,
2: you never bet against Jay-Z, really. Never i, bet I against never bet against,
1: against Jay-Z. Yeah. Never.
2: Never. It's
1: going to win it. That all... guy. Ooh. It's interesting, though,
2: because when I, I, you know, I work with people in their 20s, and they were so against this Jay-Z NFL thing that I do think Jay-Z now has become the symbol for corporate greed to them or like... You know, you know billionaires and their and their kind of Illuminati ways, and yeah. and they don't relate relate to him at all. Obviously, he's way older, but I think it's even affected the way they see his music or think about him as a as a pop culture. Yeah, figure. Yeah, because I
0: mean, the only the all they have is uh, four four four.
2: Yeah, I mean, they basically know as right? Beyonce's husband.
0: Was, yeah, right before that was how what album was before that was years before that Magna Carta. Mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. then uh which was also there's could some be joints co- on there but magna carta has joints but it also could be looked at as like a corporate scheme because um, it was like the whole samsung deal no no no, and right? the
1: imagery around it do you yeah. remember what it looked like too yeah like all the like art and yeah
2: the the Abramov, marina abramovich art thing with, it was yeah. don't get me
1: wrong i liked magna carta the imagery around it was annoying i i felt that way too that's a really good point though there's not a lot in that space they don't
0: have that like you, like we like this is why i always this is how i always judge stuff like the difference it's only 10 years right 10 years doesn't feel that long to us but the difference of a 10 year old to a 20 year old yeah everything happens in that 10 years that 10 year gap is everything so if you were 13 and now you're 23 like who is jay-z to you if you didn't have older brothers or uncles that played you all his older shit, or if you didn't go back and look like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, we have to deal like, with the fact... pop culture-wise, like, Beyonce's husband and, like...
1: We are going to have to deal with the fact that the time is coming where there are people who will not just readily accept that Jay-Z is, like, the best and the greatest ever. Yeah. And they're going to throw him in the category with old-school motherfuckers the way they did with Rakim and every other great that came before. Of They're like, oh, yeah, they're great for that
0: time. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, Musically. But they know who he is because he does so much stuff in this time. Right. But not necessarily well, music. music.
2: When that whole top 50 MCs Stuff was going through Twitter though. Jay Z was on the top of everybody's list, basically, right? I yes. Mean, so, yeah, like anyone weird. who
1: made a list basically had, had Jay Z number one, top one or two. Yeah, yeah. Here's Eva Ani, a writer and editor who's done work for the New York Times, the Village Voice, and many more. So at
3: one end, it looks like does this show where his intentions really lie, or does it show that he just made a bad business deal? Like, every business person makes a bad deal every now and then and you come back from it, right? So years from now, we're going to see what this turned out to be. Could it have been just a bad deal on his part? Or could it be that he was invested in something beyond calling happening, beyond social justice? Is there we don't a, know until...
1: But isn't know? there a world in which, over the long term, we see a real... As the relationship grows and it goes from being maybe more about, you know, helping put together the halftime at the Super Bowl or or weekly events in cities as it if that relationship grows, maybe he's able to have a real influence on this league, which is not going anywhere. I mean, for all the conversation there was about protest, their numbers are back up. You know, we may know all know people who don't watch the NFL. Everyone's people are watching the NFL. The players are still playing in the NFL. It is still going to be an opportunity for kids to get out of the hood to go play in the NFL. So as time goes on, is it possible that we look five, 10 years down the road and we go, wow, Jay-Z actually really helped change the culture and sort of the social implications of what the NFL is and was.
3: The NFL absolutely is not going anywhere. That's not going to change. What also isn't going to change is the fact that Jay-Z is one of the most important artists and humanitarians of this generation. And it is very difficult to gauge in the moment, in real time. But all of the criticism is warranted in regards to how this alignment just doesn't look good optics-wise. Agreed. But we also cannot predict what this alignment really means. Someone making the argument that, like, like you said, he could be giving the NFL some insight and direction. Yeah, um, that's how I feel. And, like
0: you can't, you can't make a change if you're not in the room. You got to get in the room first. And there was a crack in the in the in the foundation, and he slid in.
3: But some also make the argument that you cannot change these long-standing institution from the inside. Some make the argument that in order for a corrupt institution to be changed, it just has to be dismantled completely. So there's that other side of the argument. But then people are saying that, you know, Jay-Z being aligned with the NFL means he can't introduce um, the NFL's wide audience to newer Black artists. And, you know, there's just that, Element to help someone else's career, and um it's just clear that he's giving the NFL access to black culture, access to black artists, access to these different things that they probably wouldn't have had. Like to be honest, that's a, that's a huge co Like Jay Z is co-signing the NFL, and that comes with pros and cons, and it comes with a lot of cons. So his alignment with the NFL could mean that now other artists, who potentially might be thinking about aligning with the NFL just because Jay-Z is doing it. But, you know, there's so many big artists that turn down involvement with the NFL, We're thinking Cardi B and Rihanna. So now that Jay-Z has co-signed them, it could mean that there's a new wave of artists and celebrities who are also going to feel comfortable aligning with an institution who has pretty much black wall, the black athlete for standing up against injustices.
1: But that's thinking of it on this micro level. On a macro level, I have no idea what's going to happen. So. Saif, yellow. We've talked a lot about business and about the whole picture of Jay-Z.
0: Yeah, is not my strong suit. No, I me
1: mean neither. it's not my favorite thing, but we had to do it because we had to set up for next week. You know what next week is? Uh...
0: How Reasonable Doubt. final
1: countdown.
0: (laughs) Final edition of our Convo on Ho, a.k.a. Hovito, a.k.a. Jay-Z. A.k.a. That's money, baby. Is he the goat? That's money, baby. (laughs) Is he the goat?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so next week we'll break it down. We'll have a special guest with us, and we will finally get to the conclusion is jay-z the goat the greatest of all time
0: you guys don't realize this but you were part of a mock trial aka a rock trial all right and we gathered up all our evidence and we presented it and now it's time for uh, final statements okay doing a little too much there um next week and make
1: sure right now you go review leave a comment leave five stars we appreciate everyone doing it but we need even more i saw a bunch but we need more of them so go to just the. Just uh, do it. It's easy. Go to the podcast uh, app on your iPhone or whatever. Leave us a good review, and don't forget to go to our Instagram at Rosenberg Radio at Cypher Sounds and get tickets to our party a, in New York City the day before review. Thanksgiving.
0: Just a little review, right?
1: And then and then come hang out with us. Oh, Cypher, by the way, a quick quick thing: Carhartt girl contest. Yes, best Carhartt girl wins a pack of Philly's blunts, a box, a box of Philly's blunts. Yes. And also for whoever brings the illest classic hip-hop t-shirt. Not a repress. Original. Original. No, oh, it doesn't matter. No! Okay. One episode hosted by me, Peter Rosenberg. And me, Cypher Sounds. Our production team is associate producer Rob Dozier. And production assistant Hebron Mendez.
0: Dan Panarise is our associate editor. Our executive producer is Chiquita Pascal. Juan Epp is a production of Mass Appeal and Endeavor Audio and is also created by producer Samantha Allison of Endeavor Audio and associate producer Savannah Jeffries of Mass Appeal. As well as executive producer Mark Grandy of Mass Appeal and Dave Easton of Endeavor Audio.
1: Cedric Wilson is our mix engineer. Kasim Bradley is our recording engineer.